0: I'm Gareth. I'm
1: Richard.
0: And uh, this is episode uh, or, or chapter five of The Mandalorian. I haven't written down what it's called, you
1: dick. It's the the, the gunslinger.
0: The gunslinger. And it was written a- and directed by Dave Filoni. The first episode, yeah. not written by John Favreau.
1: Yeah, um, and also. Uh, it was I started writing down notes about him and then the other day when I first got onto Disney Plus I watched the um, I watched some of the Clone Wars yep and obviously shit tons of that is written by him
0: yeah Um, and and that's probably where him and Favs met right because Favs plays one of the Vizslas in that
1: and I think this episode as well Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because he's obviously a writer of the Clone Wars I would say this is the most reference heavy episode we've had so far? Yes. Because he <laughs> is obviously um, a huge Star Wars fanboy. Yes. And he's not scared to show it.
0: He's really not. As soon as you land on Tatooine you're like, oh he's right there. You know?
1: Yeah. He's fucking loving it. He's like, oh I get to do a Star Wars look out to live action. Like, yeah, here we go. <laughs> getting my away. I get to write it as well. Yeah, fucking right I get to write it.
0: Watch me stretch yeah. my dick.
1: Oh. You may I can't use the fucking term hive of scum and villainy? Fuck you. <laughs> I'll do what I want.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh, I've got way too much plot and I don't want it to be one-sided because it's a phone call so I'm just going to kind of shoot into it and Uh-oh. you can just stop me like, like we usually do.
1: Cool. i well, am um, got it actually I've got it playing silently in the background as well just so I can Okay. See
0: pop that sounds fancy. Mm. Hold on, here we go. So it starts with uh the razor crest being pursued by a starfighter piloted by another bounty hunter who demands uh the Mandalorian hand the child to him. Right? Yeah. Uh
1: it's pretty hard hard to hand the child in the middle of space.
0: Right? How would you do that? I mean There's it's just, no freeze. well I don't know, he'll probably float like Leia, but you know. Well that sounds like a rap song Anyway <laughs> Sounds like one of those rap songs Yeah
1: I kinda, Here's a thing that I kind of like about um, Disney and Stuff at the moment And Star Wars and things Is that they've kept things kind of Consistent Because we've seen in like Guardians of the Galaxy What happens when you're out in space And it's a whole freeze and thingy thing yep. And they kind of do that in this as well So they've kept their What happens in space consistent between their franchises
0: i don't know i think that's just what happens in space right
1: well i know yeah but they could have can done it slightly differently just because well it's just movies but no they've can for their purposes they've went yeah let's keep it
0: yeah the same nice
1: because yeah. <laughs> no. i mentioned uh, the attacker riot Marr, is played by rio hackford okay um He's in four other episodes um, as IG Eleven. He's the like the motion capture. Dude okay, for
0: him. okay, yeah.
1: And he's also got thirty-five other credits. Um, his first ever movie was Pretty Woman, where he played an uncredited street junkie.
0: Oh, good for him! There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's street junkie. What a lovely yeah. term in nineteen eighty-nine.
1: Nineteen ninety. There a spin-off planned where he was going to be picked up by a. Uh, a a worse businessman (laughs) and then just fucked and just dumped back out in the street. It wasn't as romantic.
0: Oh. Uh, The Pretty Woman soundtrack I probably owe for my taste in music, so that's that. That's always good.
1: I, see, I was instantly put off by that because I think I mentioned before, but I loathe Roy Orbison. (coughs) Excuse me. I hate, I hate that song.
0: Well, yeah, but, uh, it's got Show Me Your Soul on it by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's a lot more eclectic than you think.
1: Mm. Honestly, I, just, I think I avoid the like, plague just because of the Orbison <laughs> aura.
0: <coughs> oh the cough has started.
1: Oh, shit.
0: Uh, sign me off.
1: Oh, well, it's been nice. I know, It's been right? good to get to the end of these episodes, but never mind.
0: It would have been good to get to the end of this episode, but you know I haven't even mentioned that the Razor Crest left engine takes some damage.
1: Ooh. I know. Oh, I'm smoking heavily.
0: <laughs> so yeah, uh, the rival bounty hunter warns uh, that he can either bring him in warm or cold, which is real indeed. Mm. So he tries to ram the Razor Crest, but fails to knock out the ship. As he drifts forward, uh, the Mandalorian destroys the enemy starfighter with a single laser cannon shot, and then says, "As you said, that's my line." Uh, he's got a damaged engine. He realizes he's near Tatooine, um, yeah. and so uh, they sh- uh, they contact Mos Eisley Control Tower, who tells him that he's cleared for Bay Three Five. Nice. Oh,
1: no, here's. What was it? Oh, no, never mind. I've gotten start. There was something the other day. Oh, no, it was because I was watching Paddington. And I think it was in the first. I, I, I'm just thinking of the voices on Tannoys and stuff. Mm-hmm. And this, I don't know why I spot it in my head just now, other than that. Um, the voice in the Tannoy in the first movie is. At a training station is Richard Diawadi
0: definitely, and yeah. then he
1: shows up, and then he shows up in the next one. You're like, yeah, he good. <laughs> uh,
0: we well, got to remember those are directed by uh, Paul King, yeah, who used to, who directed every episode of The Mighty Boosh.
1: Okay,
0: it's also why I they have a very I, familiar looking kind
1: of. I did sort of figure that can, he must know somebody from somewhere. Yeah, it's one of these. Can, let's get all the pals in
0: they're good films though right I never even mentioned that oh, to yeah. you
1: yeah they are very good. Yeah. the first one's maybe slightly better than the second
0: one maybe I don't know I mean I saw the first one know. in the cinema and I enjoyed yeah. that a lot but I must admit that second one is kind of crazy as fuck
1: yeah
0: I mean the fact that he keeps prisoners happy with marmalade sandwiches is <laughs> the second one yeah. goes full Wes Anderson as well you're like this is a Wes Anderson film with a CGI bed oh yeah
1: yeah, as soon as they dye their, uh, dye their prison uniforms pink, it's like, yeah, this could not be much more Wes Anderson. Yeah. It was the point where before <laughs> before I decided that night to then show um, Bruce the guard, um, I did just look up on Netflix for um, Wes Anderson, and there was like really nothing that sort of stood out on there. So, yeah. ah, shit. Well, then the guard sprung to mind.
0: But, uh... Mm. You know, and even like Mister Brown's three-piece suit—you know—is kind of mustardy, and that sort of. Yeah. I think, in the second the one, the
1: one thing I really did like from the second film was when they were showing like the map of, like London, with the pop-up book and everything. Yes. How much it resembled the, like obviously the, uh, Paddington TV series. Yes. Thing. That was very good. Really like that. Oh, nostalgia!
0: Isn't it? It's a it's a powerful drug.
1: Oh, makes a young man dance, makes another man sing. Oh no, that's love. Yes, ah, that's Huey uh, Lewis. Yeah,
0: ironically, he can't sing anymore. Oh, Isn't that weird?
1: I always get him and Paddington mixed up.
0: Uh, as do we all. <clears throat>
1: <laughs> uh, so, pet droids.
0: Uh, Oh yeah, so the Mandalorian flies the Razorcrest down into the uh, deserts of Mos Mos Eisley and lands at Bay 35. Uh, He places the sleeping child in a safe room and upon landing, three uh, dumb series pit droids. Are they from episode one?
1: Yeah, that was their first appearance.
0: Yeah. Uh, Rush out to service the Razorcrest. Droid-hating Mandalorian fires a warning shot, causing the pit droids to react or retract. Uh, his shots yeah. anger a curly-haired human woman Named Pelly Motto Who warns him uh, That if he damages one of her droids He'll pay for it Now, quick pit stop here That's yeah. uh, obviously uh, Amy Sedaris playing Pelly yeah. And she obviously said Can I dress exactly the same as Sigourney Weaver In Alien
1: Yeah, pretty much Here's the thing <laughs> Amy says, I don't think up until seeing this Yeah I think I knew what she looked like. What? Because I think I'd heard her on i heard her on podcasts.
0: Yeah, we've seen her seen her in Kimmy Schmidt.
1: Yeah, but I don't know.
0: Because she's the, uh, the she's the it was her. she's the crazy rich friend, the really needy yeah. rich friend.
1: I think it's just most of the time. I, don't, I think I paid enough attention to Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, I think everything else has just been her voice I've heard. so...
0: And I think I showed you the first episode of Strangers with Candy back in the day. But I can't remember which was her show she did with uh, Stephen Colbert before he became Talk Show Boy. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, Mandalorian tells her just to keep her droids away from his uh, ship. Uh, She retorts by asking if he thinks uh, it's a good idea. Uh, she has a look at his ship and says that it's a lot of uh, carbon scoring on the top
1: yeah we've heard that yeah, before yeah. and never really did, it's never really been explained what that is isn't I'm that just like, that's like when you burn toast you just get shot to fuck, I think
0: just scrape think it, it off
1: it's just, yeah <laughs> well but he's, he's, he's got to pay them to scrape it off so.
0: well no, but you know it's just he could scrape it off with a knife like you would with a bagel under the grill <laughs> <sighs> She realizes the ship has been uh, in a shootout and also asks, uh, also finds a fuel leak. Uh, She says that the ship is uh, in a mess and asks how he landed it. The Mandalorian um, says uh, that all he's got is 500 Imperial credits. Why has he got Imperial credits? He didn't accept them in episode one. Anyway, Uh, Peli asks uh, the pit droid. Uh, what they think, uh, and they shake their heads. She thinks that the credits should uh, should just about cover the hangar. He promises uh, he'll get his money, or get her his money, but she says that uh, she's heard that before. Uh, Pelly's annoyed by his presence and regards him as a womp rat, which is the second time someone's been called a womp rat in this season.
1: Um, well, it's a good insult, but yet again, we've still not seen one. <laughs>
0: But he is roughly the same size as a womp rat, which is better than yes. when he called the child a womp rat.
1: Yes. Um I call it a baby womper.
0: Exactly. A newborn womprat.
1: <laughs> Freshly shit out womprat. <laughs> so I'm guessing that's how they do that.
0: Oh definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, the Mandalorian ex- exits the uh, hangar bay and walks into the sandy streets of Mos Eisley and he walks past several pikes bearing old st- stormtrooper helmets, which is yeah, met- that was pretty cool. metal as fuck.
1: Yeah, with red scarves hanging out of them, simulating blood.
0: Yeah, I know. That's pretty cool. It is, right? It's very kabuki.
1: When I have that in my back garden. <laughs>
0: Flowers <laughs> growing out the top. That'd be cool. Um, Yeah, so later, Peli plays a game of sabacc with her pit droids. It's like, how many references are you going to do, Filoni? How many? Um, (laughs)
1: Well,
0: Betting three bolts on a motivator, Uh, which is weird because, you know, if they're her droids, can't she just go, And I'll take that back Uh, (laughs) now? Pretty
1: much. Well, it's just deactivates them and then when they're not looking just takes her stuff back.
0: You know, like uh, Men in Black just wipes out the last half hour. Uh they're disturbed by a cry from the ship's cargo bay. Uh Pelly, uh raises her blaster but discovers that the passenger is the child, uh, who is donning a that's, brown coat. Yeah,
1: that's also that's mim- mimicking um Obi-Wan from uh, scaring off the Tuscan Raiders and Totally. So, more references.
0: Uh Pelly yeah. approaches the child and lifts uh him into her arms, uh saying that she'll take a good uh a good look at him. Uh, he asks, She asks the child if the bounty hunter left him alone in that big, nasty ship. Uh, the pit droids ask in binary what the child is, and Peli says that she doesn't know uh, and asks them uh, to give her a second. She asks the child if he would like uh, some food and gets the pit droids to fetch him something to eat, preferably something with bones. There's no vegans like in space, are there?
1: <laughs> Like a weird space frog, or a bowl of broth, <laughs> bone broth.
0: Yeah, but you know, is broth okay? Bone broth. Yeah, but if it if it just had broth and not the bone broth,
1: okay. You could we can make a spoon out of the bone. Use the spoon. Use the spoon to eat it, and then you eat the bone afterwards.
0: Yeah, and then you've always got bone broth.
1: Like one of those bowls that's made out of bread.
0: Or like a York, one the of them right? big Yorkshire puddings. Oh,
1: there you go. Oh, I miss Yorkshire puddings.
0: <laughs> it's only been a fortnight. Whatever happened to Yorkshire puddings? <laughs> <sighs>
1: no, but I can't eat them, too. eggs or something in
0: like them. I mean, there's definitely a vegan alternative. definitely a vegan alternative. You're oh. saying there's no such thing as dairy-free? What?
1: Uh. Oh, well, hold on a sec. Right. I'm going to go here. Vegan. <laughs> Yorkshire. Vegan Yorkshire pudding recipe. Here we go.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh huh. Oh, it's on BBC. And that's gluten free. That's. You're not helping me, BBC.
0: That's a lie.
1: See, because <clears> that one's. It's got three eggs in it. Not just one.
0: <laughs> oh. Yeah, but you're probably making like 12. I mean, it's not like.
1: Oh, here we go. Oh, oh, they look weird, though. It's vegan, <laughs> George Biden, but they don't look like, I don't know, I don't know what they've done there. And that's on the BBC site. It looks odd. What's in it? 225 grams of self-raising flour. Fair deuce. Half a teaspoon of baking powder. Okay. 300 milliliters of unsweetened soya milk. 100 milliliters of warm water. Okay. Eight, eight teaspoons of vegetable oil. Okay that's
0: it i mean i can see why they're not going to be they're not going to be very tasty are they
1: yeah.
0: i mean they're basic I well i
1: think that's the problem the problem with yorkshire puddings is they're only good because they normally come with like roast beef and gravy yes and that's going to be very much missing from the rest of my meals so no, yeah. but all the things
0: i eat with the yorkshire puddings are like swede and like you know peas and like grains I eat it with that sort I, of, and, and admittedly gravy, but you can have gravy that doesn't have meat in uh, it.
1: Can you? Of course you can. Vegan gravy? I do not see you look up now, so vegan gravy.
0: I mean, <laughs> you definitely. You just don't use the juice from the pan.
1: Right? I don't even know how to make bloody gravy, full stomps. So. You
0: add hot water to Bisto, so, I mean, it's not hard. I just don't know what's in Bisto.
1: If you didn't have pistol, Well you could use Marmite I suppose
0: I mean I bet that's fucking awful That just gives you Bovril That's not gravy
1: No but you put other stuff in with it I oh, seriously so Here it goes <laughs> Vegan gravy Right yeah. And what's And what is the One two three What's the 123 but the 8th Um Ingredient they tell you about Meat? A large A large knob of butter Oh you fucked up there
0: Maybe they meant margarine Maybe they meant, I can't believe it's not butter. Oh,
1: well, I've come off. I'm coming away from that anyway. Yeah, top one and there is Jamie Oliver. I'm not getting anything from Jamie Oliver. I don't think like the man. He's a brick.
0: I wonder if Marlon Brando would do an advert. I mean, he's dead. But I wonder if his ghost <laughs> would do an advert for I can't believe it's not butter. Ah, <laughs> oh, past the like, I can't believe it's <laughs> that's not that's butter. Really, hey,
1: like the French champagne ones. <laughs> no, oh, the vegan butter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We've seriously
0: got off topic.
1: As he just eats sticks of, <laughs> <laughs> of, of, of
0: yummy, of yummy, yummy butter. Yummy, yummy butter? Yummy, yummy butter. Yummy, yummy. That's probably what he said towards the end. I mean, if you've ever seen that. Um, <laughs> what's that movie made with uh, Johnny Depp when he wasn't a dick? Uh, Don Juan DeMarco, is that what it's called? Was he, was he in that? Hmm. Uh, Johnny Depp was Don Juan and uh, and his psychiatrist was Marlon Brando. And Marlon Brando yeah. is a ball of butter. He's Benny oh, the Oh, wait Benny.
1: a minute. No, I'm getting mixed up. You're saying Marlon Brando. Yeah. And I'm saying the French Champagne thing, that was Orson Welles. Um, I got completely mixed up there. At least I figured it out. but still,
0: It's all good. I didn't know. I just thought Mal and, Brenda and I, didn't yeah, know. Cause you're,
1: No, because you're making more sense, because the whole butter thing from... Uh, Last Tango
0: in Paris, yeah, yeah. That was my Okay, I yeah. don't...
1: I... Yeah, I did not get that reference at the time either. I instantly went to the old weird French Champagne advert thing that Orson Welles did, and got people completely mixed up. No. Uh, oh well, at least I got there.
0: Exactly. Past the I can't believe it's not butter. No.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, well, your reference made a hell of what Merson's mine did. So well done. <laughs> <laughs> so the Mandalorian <laughs> uh,
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Um... The Mindlorian. Why can they do a, a Disney butter brand? The Mindlorian.
0: The Majoralorian. <laughs> uh, if there's a butter carving this competition.
1: This is the way we'd spread straight from the fridge.
0: Mm. Yeah, oh. butter carving competitions with the Mandalorian this year. <laughs> yeah. You
1: could like, melt off the edges of these little flamethrower thing.
0: Yeah. Oh. Um. Before we get back on this, did you see on Instagram the person who created a, uh, uh, a baby jabber? No. Yeah, there's a when baby, turns. someone created a concept, Baby Jabba the Hutt, and people were like, it's as cute as Baby Yoda. Because the secret <laughs> well, is, the, um, you give them big black eyes, right? Yeah. Shiny well, black eyes.
1: I mean, that was in the um, the episodes of the Clone Wars I watched. That was the sort of feature length, sort of first big one, mm-hmm. was then going to go and raise, rescue a baby Jabba.
0: Okay, well, I haven't watched any of those, so.
1: Yeah, I just started but yeah. Well, uh-huh.
0: considering I saw a review the other day for Season 7, then I suppose there's quite a lot to watch.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and yeah. that's not even taken into account Rebels.
1: Oh, well, yeah, because so, so I thought, well, I'll start with Clone Wars, and then I'll move on to Rebels.
0: Well, I think at some point you need to go like Buffy and Angel and go back and forth. Oh, it's complicated. Because I'm sure they cancelled... In the nice way, Disney were being dicks, right? Before Disney Plus existed, and they yeah. cancelled uh, Clone Wars and created Rebels so that they could have rights over it. You know, take it yeah. off Fox. And then once Disney Plus came back, they started Clone Wars again. Mm. <laughs> what a dick! <laughs> oh. Anyway, so, right. uh, where are we? Are we, are we the- so, well,
1: he's he's she's found the child, he's walking to the cantina.
0: Yeah, he's off to uh, Chalman's Spaceport Cantina, uh, which is Mm -hmm. being serviced by an EV series supervisor, a droid bartender, obviously. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, that's the thing, but it's it's the same cantina, right? Yeah. And, obviously, before, when we first saw it in Episode Mm 4, not Chapter 4, A New Hope, Um, Yeah, they had a very strict no droids rule. Yep. And now, everything in there except for like two people are droids. So something's changed.
0: The times, they are a change.
1: Yeah. I think maybe Winter Bar's got a reputation for people getting their arms cut off in it.
0: Yeah, there's an R5-D4 in there. Yeah. Just throwing it out there (laughs) (laughs) because it's in my notes for some reason. I wrote these a week ago, and I already met, don't know. I assume this is all cut and paste for a change, because there's a yeah, lot of it.
1: it. I think maybe the case is that obviously Moss Eisley had a reputation for being kind of high-scrumbling, blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and the cantina was a bit of a rough spot where, and people who were up to no good would go in and sort of do their business. Uh-huh. But now there's no empire that sort are of like watching over them. They don't have to go there to do their dodgy dealings. They can just do it out in the street.
0: Dodgy dealings.
1: So they, could, they so they don't have to be in the cantina, which is why it went and so quiet and, dim- yeah. and empty because they can just do their stuff wherever. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, or maybe story. just a quiet. Maybe just a quiet day of the week.
0: I mean, maybe it could be a Tuesday. We don't know.
1: We don't know what day it was that they were in there. I'd say. Could have been like Friday Could have been like Five o'clock on a Friday
0: I mean that starts Picking up though If you're asking me I reckon it's yeah. more like A space Tuesday mm. Unless that's Student night nowadays I don't know I don't go out
1: <laughs> From the most <Eisley> University. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> Meu. There's an, oh,
1: There's like a You could do like A Disney night And do like And sort of animated series based on students at Moss Eisley University and just the weird shit they get up to.
0: Uh, randomly I uh, stumbled across a there's a thing called Black Series for uh, Star Wars toys and oh, uh, yeah. and you I've can get uh, the Boba Fett from the uh, holiday special.
1: Ooh.
0: And it's quite cool because it's cool. kind of like a mint green.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Um So yeah, the Mandalorian tells the bartender he's looking for some work. Um and uh bartender says Bounty Hunter's uh the guild no longer operating on Tatooine. Um and the the short story is uh he introduces himself to uh uh Toro Calican. Yeah.
1: Played by Jack Cannavale.
0: Yep. Son to Bobby Cannavale, but I don't think son to Rose Byrne. Uh,
1: oh yeah, I was, uh, so his name came up yesterday when we were out, and I was like, "Is this guy the same? Like related somehow?" But yeah, oh there you go. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Small world. How did he get his job? How did he get his job? <laughs> <laughs> Nepotism.
0: Not this way. I mean, uh, Rose Byrne. Oh, I was going to say Rose Byrne's never been in Star Wars, but. Shockingly, I think she's one of the uh, the Padme's in episode one, before she was famous, right. along with uh, mm. Kieran Knightley.
1: Well, but it's the kind of values in the Ant-Man, so... Yeah, but he's not he's in a Star a, Wars. He's got in. That's it. Uh, it's all the same now.
0: I don't think it is.
1: This is technically... Mar- well, this is Marvel, but a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away.
0: No, I'm not saying that, no. I'm not with um, it.
1: Infinity Gems are lightsaber crystals.
0: Ky- Kyber crystals, is that
1: what they're called?
0: Kyber crystals, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to take yeah. this Kyber crystal and put it up your Kyber path.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <didn't I pay? sighs> oh, go on, us all links to the Carry On films. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they're in the same universe, Suddenly we be here again. Um, Disney's uh, bought a carry-on industries. <laughs> oh, whatever was <that's> I <laughs> called.
0: <laughs> oh, God, what oh. oh, yeah, so, uh, Calican displays a hollow projector image of a female human bounty uh, uh, telling it... Uh, uh, d- 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 why is wrong with this? Anyway, he picked the bounty up and it's for Fennec Shand, an assassin yeah. who's been on the run ever since the New Republic put all her employers on lockdown. Uh, Mando is familiar with Shand. Calican, as are we? <laughs> indeed, from Agents of Shield and Mulan, at least. Yes. So, she's not in the new Mulan, isn't that weird? No.
1: She not even doing a voice or something.
0: Wonder because it's live action, but.
1: But you could just get her shouting names in the crowd scene. <laughs> is, is this where we find
0: out she's going to be the dragon when it turns up?
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the dragon. You go.
0: Um, I mean I would uh, I'd still have Eddie Murphy personally, but that's just me. Uh, he was the dragon in Mulan,
1: wasn't he? Yeah.
0: I'm sure I'm not wrong there. So. Um, um anyway. Uh Calican says that uh provisional data suggests Shand is heading out towards the Dune Sea and thinks it should be an easy job. Uh, Mando says good luck with that and turns to leave. Calican tells him to wait, and Mando asks how long he has uh, he's been in the guild. Uh, and he says like long enough, um hold on uh, Mando disagrees, what? tells him that Fennec Shand is an elite mercenary and made her name killing for the top crime syndicates, including the huts. So many references
1: when it comes to crime syndicates and naming them, I can only name the huts, so
0: uh well, there's that one hmm. from solo. You know, played by oh, Paul the Bettany. Black,
1: was it Black Shadow or something? Or?
0: I can't remember, but I'm just ah. saying it was Paul Bettany, when, not it? And he was all scarred.
1: Ah, but it was Solo as well. <laughs> Nobody cares about Solo.
0: I, do, I still mm. like the trailer that was put to uh, sabotage by the Beastie Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> and I still like uh, the relationship between Donald Glover and uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who plays... Uh, L3 3 L? Or 3-7 oh, yeah. or whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because it suggests that uh, Lando is so pansexual he's having sex with a droid. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's just fully fully functional.
0: And um, also her brain is put into the Millennium Falcon which is weird. As it's never mentioned yeah. again. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> Suggesting that it's somehow some sort of sentient droid. Oh,
1: he um. He fucks his exhaust port.
0: <laughs> no oh, wonder he likes being back in it in, uh, Rise of Skywalker. Deep in it. Uh, so yeah, oh. Calican comes clean, tells Mando this is his first job, and, like, Mando can keep all the money, he just wants to get into the guild. Yeah. Uh... Mando tells him to meet him at Hangar 3.5 in an hour, bring two speeder bikes, give him the tracking fob. Um, Calican hits the tracking fob against the wall and tells Mando not to worry because he's got it, got it all memorized. And uh,
1: Which, yet yeah, again, still raises questions about how the fuck these tracking fobs work.
0: Yes, very much so.
1: So we're never going to know, and I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. <laughs>
0: Uh, Mando reminds him to meet him in half an hour uh, Calican Cockley remarks that the Mandalorian is now stuck with him it should probably be said that this uh, kid is wanting to be Han Solo oh yeah but is not
1: no it's got a long way to go
0: indeed and spoilers so long that he'll be dead before the end of the episode
1: yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. these things happen
0: uh, you know, he doesn't have the luck of Han Solo. That's pretty much how he got through it all. Until his son killed him on a bridge. Ugh. Much like William Shatner in Star Trek Generations. <laughs> Not really true. Was, there was no family relations going on there. It's just bridge deaths. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> so, now here's the thing. The speeder bike things, but they call them swoop bikes. Do Is they? there a difference? Yeah. To me, they're just speeder bikes, because they look kind of yeah, they're just speeder bikes. identical to the ones we saw in, in Return of the Jedi. Totally. I almost said Raiders of the Lost Ark there. I don't know where that came from. I heard a bit
0: of that, but I let it slide. I mean, it's not like it's not the oh, same thing. I
1: think it's because deserts.
0: I <laughs> think it's fair to say that Indiana Jones and uh, Star Wars take place in the same universe.
1: They all do. Everything. Everything's the same universe. No. Uh,
0: And obviously that means that uh, Indy is the reincarnation of Han Solo on a different planet. Of course, that does probably um, help Scientology hold water as well in this world, so.
1: I think (laughs) there's a thing here as well. See, in this episode, once they're out in speeder bikes,
0: Uh
1: they come face to face with a couple of sand people.
0: Sand people, sand (laughs) people.
1: (laughs) And uh, Mando starts doing this weird sign language which I'm racking my brain. I've been racking my brain since seeing this movie, bit as to what the fuck film this reminds me of. Uh-huh. And it's a comedy one where it goes up to, like, someone goes up to, like, a couple of Native Americans. Yeah. And does this whole weird thing and then points, and he just sort of looks off in the distance and runs off screen. I can't for the fucking life of me remember what film that is.
0: I have <sighs> no idea.
1: Um... I mean, you don't watch
0: many films, so Blazing Saddles. Uh, it's,
1: it's an old. No, Blazing Saddles I don't, think. It's, I don't know what it would be, but it's definitely something from like the 80s or something. And honestly, I can picture it in my head, but I can't picture the people.
0: And it's, and it's, it's not the it three amigos. It's, it's,
1: <laughs> no. No, because that was Mexicans, not um, Native Americans.
0: I know, I'm not being racist. I just thought there might be a scene I forgot. I mean, there's a singing bush in that.
1: Mm. <laughs> and an invisible swordsman, so...
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> oh, God, I want to watch a few amigos, man.
0: <laughs> oh, who cares that John Ma- uh, Landis' son is a monster? I'd say it's uh, not John Landis' fault, me. but it definitely probably wouldn't have helped. Yeah. He killed that guy, after all, on the set of Twilight Zone.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Why do we bring that up could, almost every single week?
1: They couldn't have given him anything to do with Star Wars. He would have just wiped out a platoon of Ewoks or something. He'd
0: have built the uh, Millennium Falcon for real and just crashed it into a mountain.
1: And built a real attack, and then just stepped on the cameraman. <laughs> oh. It's okay. We're insured. Moving on. Next shot. We're fine. So oh, I'll work with Jackson. Leave me alone. I made a 15-minute
0: film, and it took longer than most of my long films.
1: (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Thriller must have cost more than uh, American Werewolf in London.
0: Well, yeah, I assume so.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Or if it cost...
0: I mean, even if you take into account, if it cost the actual same amount of money, it is, you know, eight times shorter. So... (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: oh yeah so anyway uh starship repairs and the child so uh the mandalorian returns to uh bay 35 and climbs aboard the uh, razor crests finds the child missing panicking he shouts but pelly tells him to wait uh mando questions a pit droid but it folds up in fear uh pelly comes carrying the child and chides him for awakening awakening the infant uh, since she had trouble getting him to sleep. Uh, Mando, uh, demands that Peli give him the child, but she scolds him for leaving the child alone. And she adds that he has an awful lot to learn about raising a young one. The child warms to Peli.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, she tells him that she started the repairs on the fuel leak, but encountered setbacks since, uh, she did not use any droids. It took her a lot longer than she expected. She bangs on the controls to get it to work. Uh, Peli tells him uh, that she figured that he was good for the money since he has an extra mouth to feed. Uh, Mando thanks her. Peli assumes that he's gotten a job and tells him that it costs her a lot of money to keep these droids powered up. Uh, she exits the hangar bay. With, with,
1: oh, yeah. Uh, well, that's the thing. I mean, we never really see... I think about their droids. Have you ever seen them charging? No. Not really. So it must be sort of self-powered. Nothing's just fold up into a heap.
0: It's a big old power bank. They're, just, they're really, really complicated Roombas.
1: Oh. yeah. No. Um, no, right. yeah so.
0: so she exits the hangar bay with Mando uh, to find Calican with two speeder bikes. Um, and they're old and rusty, but Calican claims they are not too shabby. Uh, when Mando inspects his speeder, Calkin says that the uh, speeders are from Corellia. What's Corellia again? I don't know.
1: Well, Corellia—technically, um, the Millennium Falcon's a Corellian freighter. Ah, oh, cool. So, I think it's whatever. Can I'm guessing Corellia must be a planet or something as well. Yeah. So they must like because every planet's got a thing that they do or a climate they've got. Yeah, Corellia must be just a bunch of people who deal in freight like a, UP, a UPS planet huh. or DPD or something
0: maybe it was in uh, solo I just don't remember okay. anyway he uh, he also eyes Peli and the child uh, the two men mount their speeders ride into the dune sea um, so they race across the dune sea uh, when Calican uh, asks what's going on after the two come to a stop uh the mm. Mando, Mando tells him to look up ahead. Uh Kalkin dismounts, takes out his macro binoculars. He sees a pair of banthers with two Tuscan raiders. Um do do. Um my God, there's so they do much the same cra- language. Yeah, they do the same language you were talking about. Yeah, a lot of gaffy
1: sticks and stuff, which is pretty cool looking.
0: Yeah and so uh yeah they're uh negotiating passage uh mando gets Calkin to hand him the binoculars and uh that's what they trade um uh Kalkin protests they are brand new but the mandalorian encounters that they were
1: <laughs> so no bitch
0: yeah and uh, they continue their journey by speeder bikes through the Dune Sea. Um, they reach a, like a sand dune, and uh, Mando dismounts and tells Calican, uh to do the same.
1: Because he spots something, and yet it's quite obviously over a dip that he could not have seen down because of uh, perspective.
0: Yeah, uh, but I assume it's just like the twinkle of like a like a yeah. you know of a a sniper rifle or something.
1: Or it could be like refra- in refraction or something, you know, um, mirages in the desert sort of thing. Yeah. Refracted so yeah, I might have seen over the hill, so I kind of. It's um, yeah, uh, so the dead guy getting dragged by a back.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, and when Calican asks if it belongs to their target, uh, Mando says he doesn't know uh, and will go. He orders Calican to cover him and stay down. So uh, Mando rushes to the do back to investigate. He finds uh, a deceased figure who turns out to be a masked man. Ooh. Yeah. Calican yeah. asks if she uh, is dead, and the Mandalorian responds that it is a bounty hunter. Calican asks if he has any plans of keeping it all uh, to himself. Well, am I, have I jumped something? Don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, ju- yeah. I missed something out.
1: Uh, well he gets he gets fired up yes anyway he it. he's sniping them
0: oh that's um, what it is uh, he, he he wants uh, Mando to like strip the bounty hunter you know what I mean for like a blaster or whatever all right and he finds a tracking fob and warns the uh, that Calican can get to get down and then uh, they start to open fire Mando's fine he gets hit a couple of times but you know Hit him in hey, the Beskar, as always.
1: Yeah. That's all good.
0: Yeah. And How much more of this has I have written down? Oh,
1: now, yeah, now they're just going to camp out until it gets dark.
0: Yes, exactly. So they, they camp out till it gets dark, and then they uh, go out after Shand, right?
1: If it's me, and I'm Shand, uh-huh. I'm going to go they're going to now figure out they're going to sit here at all dark and we're going to wait out. So I'm just going to fuck off.
0: <laughs> it would be so much easier.
1: Because she's got all that desert behind her and she could probably go without them noticing.
0: Though Mando does yeah. have a fob now, so if she moves, he'll know.
1: Uh, I suppose, Yang yeah, does. Mm.
0: Yeah. But anyway, uh, right. wait till night. Good point. Good point. I missed that. <laughs> wait till night, and then they uh, ride out after Shands. Um And uh, I've got this all written down, but I'm trying to skip some of it out, and I think I've gone too far. So I've gone, what have I done? Uh do 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 doo-doo-doo, Do-do-do-do. do 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 Sorry, it's not a very good bit here. This is...
1: Uh uh, well, yeah, they, they guarantee to make their break for oh yeah they get flash that
0: charges that's what
1: it is yeah. and yeah and they blind her because she's using a obviously a, uh, not a digital scope but uh,
0: a scope nonetheless some
1: so, sort of fucking scope thing anyway and
0: it's gonna blind her in blinder. the eye so she can't see uh yeah. Yeah, the two ride the speeder bikes uh, towards rocks. Uh, Shand aims her blaster at the Mandalorian, fires uh, a flash shot temporarily, blinding Shand. Sorry, he fires that, blinding her. Yeah. Uh, forcing her to take off the helmet. Uh, she shoots at them but misses. Um, and yeah, Calican fires a second flash, charge a shot, blinding her. Um, basically, it ends with uh, uh, Calican surprising her. And, uh, you know, having a, but, a, a nice wee fight.
1: Yeah. He did she... he was fighting Chun-Li, so.
0: Exactly. And the thing is that, uh, Ming, uh, now when maybe, what, she like 52, 53 years old, but yeah. she still got the moves. Cause you can tell that it's not a stunt double. It's just her doing her stuff. Yeah. Um, oh. but basically he's a distraction and then, you know, uh, Mando can get, a a bead on her to quote Johnny yeah. cash and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, at the end of the, that's they, they, they catch her. Um, yeah.
1: Jobs are good.
0: yeah. Shand, uh, says to Amanda, it's been a long time since, uh, she's seen one of his kind, uh, asks if he has been to Navarro. Uh, she hears that, uh, Things didn't go so well out there.
1: Yeah,
0: Calikan recovers his blaster and tells Shan that she doesn't have to worry about Navarro because they are going to turn her in. Uh, and he thanks Shan for being his ticket to the guild, and she says that he is welcome. Yeah. So you know,
1: anything she can do to help,
0: exactly. Uh. Oh, I need to cut some of this out. I'm getting like uh. I've got like pages left. It's deeply upsetting. Basically, yeah. what's going to happen, right, is... Uh, yeah. He, yeah, um, on you go.
1: Yeah, because his bike's been... Uh, Mando's bike's been fucked. Yes. So he's now got to go and get another one to come back to take him to whatever. Uh-huh. So he's now leaving the inexperienced bounty hunter kid with this mercenary who... Um, Obviously, I've seen at the end of this, but I would be suspecting at this point is going to fucking murder him at any minute. But Pretty much. probably obviously not what happens, but now it plays out. But seems foolish. Yeah. See, so, with a minute, it made more sense, I think, because the guy had managed to get the bikes in the first place. Uh-huh. You send him to go and get another one, and you leave yourself, the more uh, experienced I mean, guy, with her.
0: You'd think, right? But uh, no.
1: And that wouldn't further the story, any. So,
0: So, um, yeah, I mean, basically, you know, uh, Shand sort of goes, uh, you know, turns Calican against uh, Mando quite easily by saying that he's a bigger draw than she is. And uh you know
1: Makes his armor is worth more and there's also this kid knocking about.
0: Yeah. And uh she tells him that he'd be legendary instantly, you know? Mm. Uh oh, okay. it do Where am I? Yeah, and then uh so he's like, Yeah, yeah, good idea. Okay, there's that kid, saw that. And uh <laughs> And Mando too. So he walks towards uh, Shand and she's like, raises up her shackles and like, release me. And he releases her from her life by just shooting her.
1: (laughs) Shot to the chest. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Um, Yeah,
0: I mean, you say that, but uh, spoilers for the ending. I assume someone saves her. I'm not 100, percent but I just don't think you'll kill. You would kill Ming na When she doesn't
1: show up again, I don't think.
0: Not in this season, but it doesn't mean no, that. Uh, whoever walks up to well, her, it's probably think, it's probably Gideon, right? Who walks up to her at the end?
1: Oh, but there's a, there's a sort of sound of Spurs
0: though. Oh, maybe it's John Wayne. But
1: so I think. Do you remember there was a character? I can't remember what his name was. And um,
0: Spurs so, McKenzie.
1: Um, no, but he's got like, a big. He's an alien creature. He's got a big hat, and he is—he seems to be a bounty hunter as well, and I'm sure he's called x Um mm. I've only seen him in... There was a weird sort of mobile game used to come up where it was sort of fighting different people from Star Wars. Yeah. So I think maybe consent is Season you'll have him maybe show up, I think. But that's speculation. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure he's a Cad... Cad Bane, maybe? Cad Bane?
0: I, I don't know. You said big hat, and ever. never... Since then, I've just been thinking about uh, Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber when he buys that massive cowboy hat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Two seconds. I need to... Let's see. (laughs) It's Cad with two Ds. Yeah.
0: Cad
1: Bane? It's Cad Bane, yeah. Uh, Cad Bane is a fictional character and antagonist in the Star Wars franchise. He was introduced in 2008 in uh, Clone Wars. Voiced by Corey Burton, where he is depicted as a cold and manipulative bounty hunter from the planet Planet Duro. So he's one of those blue-skinned ones with the red eyes.
0: Okay, but does he also have a Bane mask and a cowboy hat?
1: No, but he's got tubes coming out of his head, so it's almost a Bane mask. Nice. Um, He's got stuff, he might have spurs.
0: Spurs
1: spurs. will be my reckoning. But But he definitely looks more... Cowboyish than anything else we've seen. He's so a pretty cool. He's a pretty cool character.
0: He's a pretty cool guy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's definitely going to get killed. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's just my feeling. That it's going to like next season you'll see him show up.
0: I mean, why not?
1: <sighs> you heard it here first, folks. If I'm right, then I'm never going to let anybody forget the fact that I was right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I think someone said they've wrapped production, so as long as there's people working from home on the special effects, it probably could come mm-hmm. out at the same time. Yeah. But, you know, server speed and stuff, you probably have to go in for those sort of expensive special effects, don't you? You can't just yeah. do it on a MacBook.
1: <sighs> Who knows these days?
0: I mean, I can do it on mine. <laughs> <laughs> If I open Logic Pro while uh, VLC is open, I beach ball.
1: That's what I mean. A lot of people at home don't realise it, is that I'm a CGI character. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, someone just turned off my hex and I don't know what it is. Mm.
0: Considering we're in the yeah. apocalypse, I shouldn't worry about this, considering it's hard to save money when you don't have a job. But uh, uh,
1: well, but, uh we'll how long have I had money this? When you're dead.
0: How long have I had this MacBook Pro? Should I worry that this one's going to break too now? Or
1: well, I feel
0: like the first one lasted eight years. So that's probably that was probably 2016, 2017. So it's probably only three or four years old. It's not too bad.
1: That's no, not bad. Now you've got you've got uh, there's a bit of life left in the old girls.
0: Yep. I just need to remember to save up next time because that three month period without a laptop was nightmarish.
1: Yeah.
0: Saying that, by the time we uh by the time the next one comes around, I'll probably have figured out how to record directly onto like an iPad, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean not that I have an iPad, but you know, I'm just saying yeah. no one has laptops anymore. Only the cool kids.
1: <laughs> I've got a laptop but I don't use it for anything. Um, YouTube Um. (laughs) Watching, not making, obviously Obviously
0: Oh, I need a neck massager What
1: the fuck would I do on YouTube?
0: What the fuck would you do uh, on YouTube?
1: I was going to say, there's enough fat, over-opinionated people on YouTube without me adding another bloody channel Oh,
0: you know, there's always something You could um, teach people... What can you do that no one else can do? You could teach people. Mm.
1: No, I don't think I could.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I couldn't do it either. I mean, it's nothing I, I could know. do that hasn't been done. You know what I mean? I would like to make a video for YouTube, but maybe make it private. I don't know how that works. But uh, I'd mm. like to, if I figure out how to do Play Root, probably, yeah. I'd quite like to make a video for the general rules and then make individual videos for the factions. Yeah, Because then the next time I'm playing it with my family... I could just go, these are videos I want you to watch in advance. Now, this is not narcissism. It is me telling you, literally made for you, so I don't have to remember on the day.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I could just
0: worry about this. All
1: right, one second. I have to take these headphones off for a second because my ears getting itchy. Cool, Do what you got to do. Okay, we're back in.
0: Look at that. That was remarkably quick. It's the right
1: year just to say it to become insanely itchy.
0: <laughs> well, let, let's get down to the uh, brass tacks, because basically Calican just portrays Mando, right? He's yeah. already back at uh, Moss Isley in uh, Bay 3-5, which I've said yeah. 400 times now, Bay 3-5. It's like, yeah, we know, yeah. but it's like, not the point. Uh, and he's got, you know... Uh,
1: Oh, but interesting fact, though. Yeah. The uh, the bay that the Millennium Falcon is, uh-huh. was another one.
0: A different number.
1: <laughs> Forty something, I think. Um, that could be making that up. You you would have, you
0: would have failed your <laughs> Star Wars trivia today. Oh. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Uh, I just want to leave it because for you to sit there and go, oh, he's a way to tell us an interesting fact there, or a fact, not an interesting one. But no, I, I do not have that information.
0: Mm. Shame.
1: We look
0: that up. But yeah, the hangar bay is eerily silent. The uh, pit droids are cowering, <laughs> which is not subtle, really. I mean, Calican could have done a better job at this. So... Yeah. uh You know, Kalkin taunts Mando, comes out of the dark, holding Peli hostage. Uh, Kalkin boasts calling the shots now, which is never good when a child screams that. And uh, demands that uh, Mando drop his blaster and raise his hands. Uh, Kalkin's also Mm -hmm. carrying the child. Uh, Mm -hmm. Tells Peli to bind Mando, but she never actually puts the cuffs on. Uh, and Calican uh, mocks Mando as uh, a guild traitor and bets that the child is the target that he helped to escape. Uh, Pelly whispers...
1: uh, uh, No shit. shit. It's fairly obvious by this point. That's exactly the case.
0: Yeah, he's not a Sherlock, though, is he?
1: No. Well, he's not about to be anything.
0: He's not a Sherlock Combs. Combs. Sherlock. Combs That's my new product I make combs Called Sherlock. Uh And it takes people Sh- like
1: Sherlaw And P. Diddy Combs <laughs> <laughs> oh, Coming soon to HBO <laughs>
0: uh, P. Diddy Combs I'm so old I remember when he was Puff Daddy yeah. And was all about The Benjamins
1: Oh, I remember that time Before he peed On an underage girl
0: that was yeah. R. Kelly, mate. Oh shit! Sure, oh
1: yeah, that was R. Yes. R. Kelly. Yes, uh, that's so why we, we don't like R. Kelly. Uh, why do we not like Puff Daddy then?
0: We love Puff Daddy. He's an actor I there now. I thought
1: there was definitely a reason we didn't like him as
0: well. No, no, no you just uh, you just racist, apparently.
1: Oh good. <laughs> it's, well, it's, it's it's good to find these things out. You
0: know, he he was in that music video with. Uh, with uh, Paul Rudd just the other day, and by that I mean five years ago, but I showed you the other day. Mm. He's not a monster, though he did cut off uh, uh, Paul Rudd's middle finger with a with a pair of scissors or something in that <laughs> mm. <laughs> That
1: seems like something a monster would do. I have weird lines when it comes to cutting fingers.
0: Though. Yeah, I bet you do.
1: Yeah. Oh. But I couldn't watch Warlock. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> that and it's shit.
1: Well, oh, yeah, there is. <laughs> I got to the point where a guy got his finger cut off for a ring and I went, yeah, stop this video. Can't watch this anymore.
0: You also never didn't did. like uh, Leprechaun for the same reason, right? Because he gnaws that guy's oh. finger off for his ring. No, no, no.
1: Never. I've never seen a Leprechaun movie.
0: I think that one I'm thinking of is Leprechaun in the Hood.
1: In the Hood. I've heard of it. I think I've seen trailer, but I've never actually watched a full Leprechaun movie.
0: One of the most confusing things about uh, the Leprechaun franchise at one point is they made a sequel to Leprechaun in the Hood, but it's also like the sixth Leprechaun movie.
1: They called it Leprechaun in the Hood 2 probably.
0: I feel like they called it like Leprechaun 6, Leprechaun in the Hood 2. <laughs> <Back>. <laughs> like the world had truly gone insane by that point. Yeah, like when uh, Final Fantasy could do 13 part 2 or some shit.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like, calm down, everyone. We don't need this. Is there a 7 part 2? I'd play that. I haven't played 7 in a very long time.
1: Uh, I could just never get into Final Fantasy at all. It was just.
0: Yeah. I finished 7.
1: I think the problem is you've got to kind of pay attention to some of the sort of cutscenes or like in kind the of dialogue. Yeah. I skip through all that and then miss all the storylines so I don't know what the fuck's going on.
0: Well, yeah, because that's the point of those games. I mean, the fighting isn't, the fighting's boring, right? It's just like turn-based. Well, I, but uh,
1: I, pre- I, I prefer getting to the fighting. It's all the chat I don't like.
0: Well, which is weird because every time I, I used to f- get into a fight in Final Fantasy VII, I'd, you'd hear me audibly just go, ugh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> i but, only find it frustrating because i'd get to a point where i went well now i just have to sit and walk about in this plateau for ages and level up and i can't remember that i want to keep on going yeah but everything is far too overpowered and i've got nothing
0: <laughs> and that is life
1: yeah that's why i gave up on that as well oh Oof.
0: i don't know I, I prefer, when it comes to Squaresoft, I prefer uh, Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2.
1: Definitely well, 1. I had not played, had not played them, um, and then the third one came out, and what I quickly re- learned from reviews and things is that I had started on the worst one. Yes. Because apparently everyone that loved Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 seemed to hate 3.
0: Well, I I'm have. I, I, obviously I haven't played 3 because it came out 20 years after too.
1: Yeah, just, just recently. Yeah. You know, when you
0: look at the, the big names in uh, Kingdom Hearts 2, I believe it's like uh, David Borniers and Zach Braff. You <laughs> know? <laughs> yeah. These are not people we think of particularly nowadays.
1: No, they haven't come up in conversation for quite a while. <laughs> no.
0: Um, oh, anyway, we should probably get back to finishing this. Yeah. But, uh, so... so- Calican goes to shoot Mando, but uh, Mando blinds him with a flash charger. And then there's a quick little scuffle. Uh, Mando shoots Calikan, killing him. Calikan falls to yeah. the ground. Pelly freaks out about the child. But she finds the child safe, hiding behind a basket.
1: Yeah, looking all cute.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, she lifts him up, comforts him, uh, telling uh, him that the shot was uh, really loud for his big ears. Rude. Oh,
1: it's uh, right there. I mean, see it when you're away from the kids, but you're going to give him a complex. <laughs> yeah, look
0: at his freakish ears. Uh, Pelly hands the child back to Mando, tells him to be careful with him. Uh, Pelly asks if... Uh, it said, you know, oh, you didn't get paid, huh? And then sighs. Uh, but Mando instead uh, just takes all of Calican's credits. There's a like, massive pile of... Like, the sort of... Like, if it was bars of chocolate, you would drool. Because I don't understand how their money works. But if it was chocolate, you'd be like, oh, that is a lot of chocolate right there. That's like an entire Reese's selection box. Oh. I know, right? I'm hungry. Uh, well, I haven't actually... Uh, no, I did. I uh, ate that breakfast roll. Well, I've already forgotten, and I am hungry again, too. Uh, so, uh, Mando uh, pays Pelly uh, using uh, Calkin's Credits. Uh and she's uh happy as a pig and shit. Uh so uh she tells the pit droids just to just to uh drag Calican's body to Beggar's Canyon. Yeah, to fuck him, just drag him <laughs> off, it's fine. Uh and the droids get to work while uh, the Mandalorian departs with the child uh aboard the uh repaired razor crest into space. Um and as I already mentioned, a uh, unknown figure wearing tall black boots and a cape approaches the corpse yeah. of Fennec Shand
1: so, I mean it could be Oh, it's an upcoming dude that appears
0: yeah oh, I already said his name
1: yeah so uh, it could be him but I think because of the Spurs sound that's why it's making me think I cad not be in but mm. could be completely wrong on that yeah because eh, who the fuck knows
0: but I think this is a pretty good episode.
1: It is. It's very
0: good. It yeah. It, I'm going seven out of ten for this one.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: I was torn. I was almost I'll, said I'll, eight, but
1: I'll bump it up to an eight just because I um, I think I appreciate the references more. Nice. Because <laughs> I was just like, yeah, it's geeky, it's more can, more nonsense we didn't really need, but I enjoyed it. So yeah, I'll give it an eight. <laughs>
0: And uh, the
1: highest rating for an episode yet, I think. Really? No, maybe the first one was a nine.
0: Yeah, I was going to say I don't think this is the best episode so far, but it's already been a while and I've forgotten. So hooray! How about your Yoda cuteness score this week?
1: Wasn't too much of him, but what we did see was still kind of cute.
0: When hanging out with, uh, you know, Peli, I was thinking seven out of ten. Because the way she reacts to him boosts yeah. it up. Otherwise I'd have probably said six. Okay,
1: I was just Because I was gonna say six, but no, I see your point. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I'll agree. Seven.
0: Hooray.
1: Yeah, yeah you made a good point there. You won <laughs> me over.
0: Uh. <laughs> Huzzah!
1: There was an interesting just another little point from my notes from earlier on when we we're talking about Ming Na Wen. Yeah. Um I see I'd seen the other guy's in his first credit where he was in kind, Street Junkie and Pretty Woman. Yes. You know what her first credit was? <sighs> she was Royal Trumpeter number three in two episodes of Mr. Rogers Neighbourhood. <laughs> there you go.
0: I never would have guessed it. And obviously we never would have seen it. So.
1: No. No. Is that a Disney thing? Would they put that on? No. I feel like
0: it was a public broadcasting thing. Or
1: or, uh, PBS.
0: PBS. Yeah. Because, and also it was on every day, right? So you couldn't, you couldn't show that. You know what I mean? Even if they did (laughs) save them all, there'd be thousands of episodes.
1: Yeah, it must be quite short,
0: though. I reckon they half are. Mm. Uh, yeah, you know I mean, I, mean I, no, I, I don't get me wrong. I can't go on my phone at the minute because everything's balanced so precariously. But yeah. I would say, if you know, Mister Rogers' Neighborhood, nine hundred episodes.
1: Well, here's a Oh, by the way, it was docking Bay ninety four for the Millennium Falcon. Okay. Um, <laughs> Mr. Rogers,
0: Steve Rogers' neighborhood.
1: Well, here, well, here we go. Fred Rogers. Let's see. Let's go ahead. <laughs> uh, you it? said, you said, nine hundred episodes. Yeah. We're going to go with the. Uh, Oh, what was the show? The the showcase at the end. You know the oh, the Price Is Right. Then yeah. the Price Is Right rules. Yeah, you had to get it right without going over uh huh eight hundred and ninety six episodes.
0: <laughs> 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 How dare you bring br- Price Is Right rules in? <laughs> so I just oh. so I lose.
1: <laughs> now, well, here's the, there's well, there's much sixty one to sixty seven. There's Mr. Rogers, the mm-hmm. TV series, which was 337 episodes. But Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, which was from 1968 to 2001. Yeah. 896. Look at that. All oh, the TV movie, Mr. Dress-Up's 25th Anniversary. What? <laughs> I don't know, from 1984. <laughs> Mr. Dress-Up's 25th Anniversary. I
0: mean, TV I don't movie. think I don't think that's a thing. I want to see who Mr. Dress Up was played
1: by. Mr. Rogers, I'm guessing. Oh, Sean Ashmore played himself. Uh, Mr. Dress Up was played by Ernie Coombs.
0: Sean Ashmore? Like, I
1: like.
0: Am I, am, I, am I thinking of the guy yes. from the X Men movies?
1: <laughs> Sean Ashmore, let me have a look. Yes! The X Men movies. He was in it. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, or oh, yet yeah, again, it might not be the guy from the X Men movies. It might be his twin brother who does Canadian TV. Oh, but,
1: Well, let me see. has he got a twin? Let's see which one he is. He is the one. Yes, he played uh, Bobby Drake in X Men Two. Cool.
0: Yeah, and his uh, X and his identical and- twin brother is the one who is now in uh, Lock and Key on Netflix. There you go. And I mm-hmm. can't quite tell them the apart.
1: Well, <laughs> I <don't, laughs> Ninety four, so he must have been a child in that. Yeah. Uh, well, Ernie uh, <laughs> Coombs played Mister Dressup. So who the hell is Ernie Coombs? He doesn't even have a photo on here.
0: I mean, Ernie Coombs isn't he the guy who's all stretchy in X Files?
1: <laughs> well, he's played. He was also Mister Dressup in the Mister Dressup TV series. I
0: mean, makes sense. Yeah, keep the same guy he, playing the same character, he, but it's fucked up that no one knows Mr. who the
1: character is. Oh, so Mr. Dress-up in Butternut Square. <laughs> what? I don't know. Fuck. I'm going to click on Butternut Square now and find out what that is. Uh, Butternut Square was a Canadian children's television series which aired on CBC um, from 64 to 67. <laughs> oh, just... Oh, Ernie Coombs is Mr. Dress-up. So he's just this old dude. He looks a bit like a thin, small, or... Um, Oh, one of the two um, Markham and Wise, which was the who was a big one in Markham and Wise,
0: as in tall and bold.
1: It was Markham, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: Yes, Eric.
1: Yeah, well, imagine a, a skinnier, shorter, like if he a skinnier, shorter brother, looked quite a lot like him.
0: <laughs> he looked a little bit like Ernie Wise.
1: Ernie Wise, but he looked like um, Eric Markham. Oh. Oh Oh now I want to go on In my head now I want to go on YouTube And watch more From my oh.
0: So that worked out Didn't it So that's nice um, I don't know how This will edit together But if you hear this Then you'll know Pilot